1: Okay, hello everyone and welcome to the show. So today we have with us Brittany Bodie and Sam Schweitzer, owners of FranPath Consulting, who specialize in franchise ownership. And they use data-driven scientific approach to match their clients with businesses that fit all the aspects of their current and of their future lives. Hey guys, fantastic. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you.
2: Thanks for having us.
1: Oh, you're so, so welcome. Hey, can you expand a bit more on where you are with your business today and the kind of people that you love working with?
3: Of course. Yeah. Thank you again for having us. So our business has been kind of on a rocket ship that I don't think Sam and I even anticipated. We launched officially just over a year and a half ago and we're about a year ahead in what we thought we would be in terms of our team. So we are franchise matchmakers. We help people figure out, is franchise ownership a good fit for them? And we have an incredible team behind us that really help um, help our clients. So we are a completely remote team. We are located all over the U.S. Our marketing team is even internationally. And we're just excited to help more people figure out, is business ownership a good fit, specifically franchising?
1: I love the way you said that, franchise matchmakers. It's like, oh, that sounds a bit more personal. It sounds a bit more because there's so much to it. It's not just, you know, is it right or wrong? It's like, no, there's there are nuances, there are there are more things to consider and maybe more things to actually realize that you 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 didn't know. So how would you help people to work through that sort of matchmaking process to understand whether this is actually the, the right fit for them and which is the right path to go down?
2: I think we start with people that don't hate their lives. They don't hate their day jobs. They don't hate where they're at right now. They're looking for an investment that they can control. They're Mm -hmm. looking for something that whether they're going to keep their day job or they're building an off ramp from corporate America, or they're like, I'm on a severance package. I was just let go from Amazon four days ago and I'm ready. I've been trying to do this my whole life. I think it starts with finding that right person that Mm -hmm. is really in a good frame of mind. And then identifying things that maybe they don't think about. Everybody always thinks about where they would start a business, what they love. And that's typically the path that they assume they're going to go down. I love health and wellness. My first foray into franchising was in brick and mortar nutrition. Well, that's like a dinosaur farm right now. You, you don't want to open a, a brick and mortar nutrition store in most cases because the Amazons of the world can get that to your doorstep in 24 hours or less. So really finding out what's important to them. And that could be how many hours a week they want to put into the business, how much money they need to make to make sure it's worth their time, what type of employees they want to work with. Do they need to be with professionals like in corporate America or are they willing to work with anybody? And we take all of those different things, their values, the ethos that are important to them that a company has. And then we really finish the conversation with the segmentation of business because What we've found is the why is so much more important than the widget. And so if we can find them something that maybe is able to be managed remotely, that they can still go on vacations to Europe and that can generate six-figure income per year, but it might be dressed as a pest control company, not a beautiful boutique on Main Street, it's a lot more palatable (laughs) to them when we go through the whole front side of things. So, our job is also to open their minds. Hey, I know you never thought that you would be owning a parking lot painting company, but here but we spoiler,
1: are. Spoiler, here's oh. a plot twist for you.
2: Yeah, now you are. <laughs> so, I, I love that angle. I mean, it's
1: we talked to a lot of people about, you yeah, know, coaching to find, find your why, work on your passion. And that is a beautiful place to be. It, it can also be controlling. It can be you care so much, you put your heart and soul into it, and actually, you overextend what you're talking about there is beautifully put that what's what is important to you and it might be the time it might be here's what I've got to invest here's the time I've got what are my options and no I never thought about having a pest control business but if it suits my requirements and gives me exactly what I'm looking for you just open my eyes to what is possible so it sounds like that awareness breaking down those barriers is maybe the first step.
3: Yeah, it it is. You know, we, my team kind of picks on me. I'm the process person on our team, but what Sam and I figured out early on in our careers in franchising is you've got to have a process. So that way people know what to expect. They're getting bits of information at appropriate times. And then they're gathering all the facts that they need to make a well educated decision. Mm -hmm. So We want to ensure that people go into purchasing a franchise eyes wide open. And so we really spend time with our clients on the front side, just getting to know them, understanding what makes them tick. People are moving towards or away for something when they are trying to make a a big life-changing decision. So we want to know what is that why, and we're capturing that early on. And when we're putting options in front of them, we're showing them how it ties back to what their why is. Mm -hmm. They may not be passionate about restoration. I love beauty. I love pets. But if I have to build out an expensive brick and mortar, maybe it's less attractive versus a restoration brand that you don't have to build out a brick and mortar. So we just want people to keep in mind that if you trust the process, you follow that process, you remember what your why is and you stay focused on that, that really helps you you know, make a well-educated decision.
1: And it sounds like you guys just, yeah, guiding through that process. It's it's so important. I think anyone can sit up and take notice of, okay, there's a reason why you do what you do and how you allow your your clients, your prospects to make the right decisions, hold them accountable and keep going when, hey, the shiny objects, hey, change of mind, a change of season. Oh my gosh, just a bad mood can change everything. So for you to hold strong on hold on this is what you truly want um it's just another angle looking at that so but of course we've all seen all the ads we're all engulfed in all these things get rich quick you can do this and you get a gazillion dollars in like three days so i guess you guys are battling with all these <laughs> all these these myths out there or all these these false or not realistic claims so if i gave you the floor what myth do you want to bust right now to um to try and say hey here's here's what's really going on
2: i think the first thing i would say is franchising is not all food and fitness it is so much more there are probably a million small businesses in your community that you drive by all the time or that you see vans on the street that are franchises but you assume they're locally owned it's everything from dog groomers, to kids' sports academies, to pest control, gutter cleaning, you name it, there are things in your community that are small business owned. And I think that's the second thing I would always want to bust is franchise owners are small business owners. They are not working for the franchisor. They have put up their own capital. They are working to start these businesses the same way as Lucy that decides she's going to open her own beauty salon. You know, Brittany and Sam, who are invested in parking lot line painting, we are the same (laughs) type of person. It is the exact same thing. It is not backed by the franchisor. The franchisor is not giving you and funneling you money if you mess up. You have to close your doors if you're not doing what you need to do. So... In the community, I always want franchisees to be supported the exact same way that you look at that boutique on Main Street, that you look at that gym that's owned by this family that goes to your children's school. Franchises are the exact same. In fact, sometimes they're much more costly on the front side because you're buying a business on a box and the ROI is typically faster than- yeah
1: tap in on, on that concept there buying it from a box because it's so so many people that we've spoken to like on the accidental entrepreneur I, I tripped and fell and i'm kind of i'm, I'm now a business ah. owner or you know there's you think you started but you don't know how to and we make all these mistakes and try and claw our way through and then seek the help when we need it so with a franchise maybe there's a, a feeling of i but i'm not doing my business i'm not doing my thing but the benefits might be that you know, you look at all the help, support, um, strategies. Everything is set for you. So what what is the benefit of going the franchise route?
3: So I have a unique perspective on this. I was raised by two entrepreneurs. So my dad started a small business from scratch, not a franchise. My mom co-founded a franchise brand. So I was raised in a household with two entrepreneurs, one in franchise and one not. And I decided in my career to take the franchise path because I believe so heavily in systems and support. I'm not an ideas girl. I'm not going to create the next invention, the next widget. Um, and most people aren't. Most people aren't the idea girl or guy. And so with franchising, everything's set up for you. So you can focus on leveraging the skill sets that you've built inside of typically corporate America or maybe another business, you know how to market, or drive sales, or build process, or you know support and lead teams, or hire people, you don't have to do the widget with a franchise, you don't have to paint the lines, you don't have to flip the burgers, or teach the fitness class, when you're a franchisee, you get to work on big picture and strategy, but you have a logo, you have a brand, you have a marketing team, everything is laid out for you, And then all you have to do is follow the model and execute. So it simplifies it. It allows for more of that work-life balance with that semi-passive ownership potential. And that is a beautiful thing. Most entrepreneurs can't be semi-passive in their business because they're a one-man band or they don't have everything baked. But with a franchise, you can scale and have all of that support in place
1: love that so when your clients come to you one thing you just said that it triggered me all, all you have to do is follow the model i'm like all you have to do is do what you're told well we're all humans with thoughts emotions our environment everything around us is set up to cause distractions cause chaos and we worry and we have fears so all we have to do is follow the model now i guess the model's there so what what is the support like what do you find time and time again that people struggle with? Maybe it's before, maybe it's during putting this together. What are the fears? What are the struggles that you have to help them to overcome and work through? Or is that the job of the, the franchise?
2: On the front side, it's our job. Fear is massive. Fear is a driving force for some people and it is a stop sign for others. And so what our job is is to first of all, listen to their fears. So fear, I had a mentor tell me, is false expectations appearing real. And typically, that's what it is. It's the built up things that you brought in from anywhere in your life. You had an ex-boyfriend who told you that you would never be anything. You're always going to be working in this type of thing. And no matter how much money you make, you still look at that. Or you grew up very blue collar and you can't get over, you just can't get over that hump of like, I belong here. I can do Mm -hmm. this. People bring their own baggage into this type of situation. The biggest fear that we see is I'm going to fail. I am going to invest in this business and then I could risk it all. My family depends on me. There's all of this different stuff. We do have a percentage of clients where we will say, listen, Mark, you are telling me a lot of stuff and it is my job to really listen to that. I don't think that now is the right time. You're telling me your wife will leave you if you sign a franchise agreement. That's not worth it. Don't do that. Now is not the right time. If you're causing discourse in other areas of your life, sometimes our job is to say, don't do it. That fear Mm. is real. And then at other times in the beginning, our job through the whole entire process is to say, how do you know that? Why do you think that? Who are you talking to about these things and really gathering that information and then helping them find facts that hopefully can support the fact that they are totally capable. They could do this. And then we know that it's like your kids going to college. We when they sign that agreement, they become franchisees. We're still there. You can still call us. We've been in your shoes. I've put my head down on the pillow at night and wondered what the hell was I thinking. <laughs> this is all, this decision. Like, are we bonkers to do this?
1: Yes. And yes, we are. But that's what yeah, i saying yes. Right.
2: And so they still call us, but then the franchisor is there. You know, They're you're. You're growing up. You're learning things. You're you're going through your own stuff. And so our job is to get them ready and try to prepare them for what it's like to be a business owner or mm. what it's like to be a franchise owner. again and again we have many repeat clients and referrals but it's it's just to help them decide first is it right for you are you in the right position in your life are these fears something you actually need to listen to and pump the brakes or let's just go through the median and do it
1: love that beautiful so enough of that let's talk about you guys because oh my gosh we're talking offline about your story how you guys work together um Obviously, you've seen rapid success over the last year. So what's it been like for you as you've made that start work that, yeah, this is the the business that I want to do. This is where our heart and soul is going. And how has that journey been for you two personally?
3: It's been a wild ride. I mean, when we left our jobs, we worked together previously. And when we left our jobs, we were at the top of our game and people thought we were nuts. Like, why are you leaving this high-paying, sales-driven job at like the place people wanted to work in our industry. But we just knew a couple of things. Number one, we wanted more for ourselves. We wanted that balance, that work-life balance for ourselves and our families. And we just wanted more to help people. Um, We were really passionate about how do we help more people figure out if this is a good path. But We laugh at some of the mistakes that we've made. Like business ownership is hard. I don't want anybody to buy a business thinking, whether it's a franchise or not, that everything will come easy. We've made wrong investments. You know, we brought on an ad agency that went horribly wrong. We chose the wrong CRM and ended up spending three times the amount to fix that issue and get the right CRM. We've hired wrong people. We've brought on wrong consultants.
1: So
3: we've made-
1: I want to tap into that one bit there. It's tough. It is so tough to, hindsight is a great thing. Is there any way that you would not have made those mistakes? I mean, we can talk about red flags that we saw. It's like, oh yeah, we saw there was a huge problem and we hoped that it will be okay. But some of these challenges are, you have to do it. You have to go through it to experience it. So which of those could you see were red flags? And which of them are like, yeah, we, we had no idea. And hindsight's great, but there was no way we'd have known.
3: The CRM, I think we saw red flags. Um, are we, I'm a fairly good at technology. Why did we not just go with the technology suite that we already were using? And then the consultant we brought on um, had some challenges. So we knew right away there were red flags. I would say that one for sure. We signed a consultant that there were major red flags just about their capacity, where they were at in our lives. Those were red flags. But then there were other investments we made. We, we've we made some real good ones, Sam, now that I, I think back to some of this. But um, you know, choosing the wrong accounting firm. It's a top 10 accounting firm. How did we think we'd go wrong in that? You know there are going to be things in life that you just think you're making the right choice you don't see any red flags and mm. and you just don't see coming but you have to pivot when you need to.
1: And what about the the personal journey? Cuz again it's it is so tough with you know bringing on team members. Take I mean <laughs> Being a solopreneur you start out with how to provide for myself and my family and then fulfill with my clients and then as you go into the, the next level oh my gosh you get to hire people which is amazing and terrifying at the same time now you got to provide for them as well and oh so every every level up every success brings new challenges um new dramas brings out probably new traits in yourself where you weren't scared at that level but at this level you're terrified or there's no guilt here, but now it's in abundance. So can you walk me through the evolution for you?
2: You know, we don't take anything lightly when it comes to adding people. I think Brittany and I have said, okay, if we have to go a few months without a paycheck, if we have to take time or, you know, go back to peanut butter sandwiches or whatever it might be, we can do that. We can, we can do that. But We do not take bringing someone onto our team lately. We know Mm -hmm. that they are going to depend on us. They are depending on us for a wage. Their families are depending on us. And that's an immense amount of pressure on the professional front to make sure we're still very active in the consulting side. We still bring in the bulk of the revenue in our business as we're continuing to grow. So we have to keep our asses in the seat for lack of a better term, quite a bit to be able to continue to support other people's families and ourselves and our dreams on the growth trajectory. So for me, I have a nine-year-old son. Um, He is an only child um, with a step-sibling and he is a demanding boy. He's very active. He's active in everything. And he wants his mom and every single audience at every single one of his sporting events. He's a four sport athlete. So it's a lot going on. He's in right now in tournament baseball and regular baseball. That's five days a week. And so tonight I'm done at three. When I look at my calendar, I go, okay, I'm typically done at five. That's four calls. I miss that's four clients. I don't talk to, but I'm watching a little league game. I need to be there next week, I can't do that again next Tuesday. So he's going to have to deal with having his dad in the audience and not his mom. And that's going to have to be okay. So it's the trade-offs and not beating yourself up that you always want to be where you're not. When I'm at the baseball game, I might be answering emails. When I'm sitting there, I'm checking the app to make sure that, oh, he's on third base. Is he going to make it home (laughs) You know, while I'm listening to a client sometimes? So it's just figuring those things out. And, and it is an immense amount of guilt and pressure. And you know, Brittany said it earlier, business mm-hmm. ownership is hard. You are always thinking about the next move. You're always trying to be the best for every person, but it's understanding that you're going to let people down. You're not going to do everything perfectly and that's okay.
1: It's yeah. And, and one thing with this is you know, the guilt, the pressure the guilt of not being there, of, of of leaving someone. There's always someone that you've left. With every yes, there is a no. Always is. Now, with everything you've said so far, it's what we hear an awful lot. There wasn't any mention of yourself there. There was a mention of everybody else. Welcome to the world of a business owner. How do we make sure everyone else is taken care of? Clients, employees, family. Don't forget, you're on the Unforget Yourself podcast, okay? This is the Unforget <laughs> Yourself show. Oh, my gosh. So let's... Let's write it back into ourselves. How? Oh, Sam, how, do, how are you able to, to do that? And I mean, logically, you know what to do, but emotionally as a human being, how do you balance these, these different sides?
2: Mark, I stay in therapy. <laughs> you know, I think everybody should be in therapy. Big proponent of that. There's therapy franchises out there, you guys. Um, I take baths. I work out a bunch and I'm a meditator. And I am a routine person. It's very funny. Brittany is a very organized partner. She is immensely organized on the business side and takes care of all of that. I just follow her lead. Personally, I'm up at 5.30, no later than 5.30, taking mm. our dogs out. I'm a very regimented person. So it's lazy if you're sitting around your house eating a piece of toast at like 9 in the morning in your pajamas. If you're doing that at 5 a.m., you're a motivated person. So it's just taking that time to get up and do those things and take care of myself. I work out six days a week. There's things that I do. I take bath at night probably six days a week as well after everybody's shut down for the night. So it's those little things to just try to stay level set to make sure Mm -hmm. that you're, you're not losing your mind and just having a minute of calm. And that's really what it takes. And, you know, dinner, it's
1: easy easy to do, isn't it? I mean, you have all the routines, you know exactly what you should be doing, but shit in the moment, it it can be tough.
2: Oh, it's today I got up and I did not feel like working out. So I put on a good playlist and I just dance walked on my treadmill because I knew that's all I could do. It's all I could manage. So you just, you win some, you lose some, but I do. I think I'm pretty regimented in, in the self care mm. part of it, whether that's self care or not. Sometimes it feels like self torture. But
1: <laughs> Brittany, what's it like for you? What what allows you to to work through the sort of the demands or the challenges that you you impose on yourself?
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you're right. It is on on yourself for sure. So I am not a morning person. I will never do a 5 a.m. workout. People say like, oh, that makes you more successful in life. Or, um, you know, it's it's a key indicator for success, getting up at 5 a.m. My mom was never a 5 a.m. person. And I think I just inherited that from her. I don't know if I ever will be. When we started this business, I wanted to make sure that I laid out my day how I wanted Mm -hmm. I was in charge of myself in my day. So I take calls from 10 to six. I don't want to take an 8 a.m. call. I'm not as productive. I am taking care of myself in the morning with my routine, with my dogs, with my workout, whatever it may be. But I want to start that stuff at 7.30, not five. And then I work nights. So that's one thing for me was just working the hours that I want, not what the internet tells me I should, what experts say that I should, what... My mom says I should or whoever thinks. And then the second thing for me, I've never taken more than like five days off work ever in my entire life. And I've been working since I was 15. It was really important to me as we started this business to make that time for myself. I take a day off once a quarter just for a me day. I don't do anything with anyone else. I get a massage. I get a facial. I get Botox once a quarter. That is what I do. It is my me time. And I don't do anything for anybody else. I treat myself to a nice lunch alone. And then I'm going to take a vacation for two weeks for the first time this summer. I've never taken time off like that. Fuck
1: yes, that that's I'm huge. Like, I mean, these, these, some people see it as small wins, but that's massive. I mean, to be able to do the things that you've never been able to do. And I'm like, again, the cultural difference, English versus American. I'm like, you guys get how much holiday? Are you kidding me? ridiculous but then as a business owner it's like yep and we'll make sure we have drop that right down because we've got stuff to do and people to take care of so I love that you're doing that that's fantastic
3: thank you I'm excited about it and having this partnership has been I think that's a really cool thing we are not on an island by ourselves like most entrepreneurs are they're on that solo island I know when I'm away that Sam's got me. She'll take care of my clients if they need something. She'll support mm. our team. Having her gives me that peace of mind that I know everything. The world will not fall apart. It will still go round and round without Brittany for two weeks, and I know that she's got our clients and our our team. Fantastic! You did that
2: for me last year, Brittany. I came back from the Bahamas after being out for ten days, and she was like. I was like okay how's everything going she's like well here's a list of things I didn't want to bother you with but a few things did happen and it was essentially yeah the entire, the, the, it's like, on
1: fire over there and that's falling <laughs> down but we've we've got it we've got you
2: essentially the entire house burned down while I was gone and she was like whatever you do do not call her she's on island time she's enjoying her family do not don't you dare call her one second I came back and she's like the so, so-and-so no longer works here we have no <laughs> this is how it's going and i was like i can't believe you didn't bother to call me on any of this like it's just like i just didn't want to bother you and i was able to handle it so the partnership is vital i think to our success and peace of mind being able to do things you just and we trust each other implicitly yeah. so I, I know any decision she makes huge
1: To have that between you guys is like, it's massive. I mean, we joking offline and say, we've catered myself between us. We make one barely capable human being. It's kind of the point. We all have strengths and weaknesses. So to find someone who is a right fit, but also can pick up the things that you can't do and also hold that with grace. I mean, maybe you've spoken a lot of stuff on this, this episode, sharing so many cool stories and advice, but this may be the biggest thing. Just you're not alone to have that support to be able to trust and and forgive and allow is it's tough but it's the best thing that you can do so thank you for sharing that
2: yes yes yes
1: all right well hey look thank you so much for sharing this has been so so much fun people to find out more about you guys and also why and how to start a franchise where can they find you
2: you head over to frampathconsulting.com. We have a learn more section. You can submit your email and we will reach out to you and get you set up on our calendars. You can find us at frampath on, on Instagram, Consulting on LinkedIn and Facebook. We would love for you Super to stars. reach out.
1: Well, thanks so much, everyone. If you're interested or just curious, go and check it out. But Brittany, Sam, thank you so much for being with us and sharing with us today.
3: Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, we're so happy to be here. Thank you.